This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast, session number 172, Five Reasons to Rejoice in Rejection. Hello there, and welcome to session number 172 of the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a very long hiatus, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So we have a full session today with all the segments. I'm super excited to talk about certain things, all these things. But before we get into that, I want to invite you to join me on Facebook Live on Mondays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we talk dance, life, and business. That's every Monday on Facebook Live on the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast page. Also... If you want to join my private Facebook group, The Dancepreneuring Collective, send me a direct message and I'd be happy to add you. And I would love to get to know you better. So coming up in our step to success segment, let go or let's go. In our dancers dialect segment, from point A to point B. In our freestyle flow segment, where are my keys? And in our feature presentation, Five Reasons to Rejoice in Rejection. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey guys, this is Randy Strong, dancer, choreographer, and Olympic ice dancing coach. You are listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Enjoy! It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Our step to success for today is the concept of alleviating or accelerating your goals. We're in the middle of the year. It's gone by fast just as every year, at least for me, (laughs) goes by fast And there are goals that I have, I've actually had on my list for years. And I've had to step back and think and assess, okay, are these really that important to me? And why haven't I put the effort in for these specific goals? And there's two goals in terms of technical dance steps that I haven't mastered yet that I want to, it's been on my list, and I have not put in the time or the effort or the focus to get those done. So now, I have to step back and ask myself, okay, do I alleviate those goals or do I accelerate those goals? Now, what I mean by that is, do I let those goals completely go? And that's fine. They might not be important to me anymore, but they are actually. But then again, I have to ask myself, okay, are they really that important? Because you haven't put those things in your focus. So you need to step back and ask yourself again, okay, let's let's go over this again. And that's with everything. And it's okay. It's okay if you have to adjust. And so the concept of of alleviating, alleviating yourself mentally from that, alleviating yourself physically from things that might not be so important to you, or you need to figure out if you're going to accelerate the process and not accelerate the speed of which you achieve them. Although that, that can be the case. Some things you just can't control the speed that you're going to attain them. However, can you accelerate the activity that will support the achievement of those goals. So 
for me, I have to I have to sit back now and think and assess, okay, I need to figure out what I need to do to accelerate these goals, because I don't want them on my list for years to come. And that's just fooling myself thinking, okay, if they're on my list, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be achieved. So <laughs> again, I'm talking to myself here too, with um, whether or not I need to alleviate certain goals or accelerate the activity to achieve those goals. And you can do that at any time. I just thought it appropriate that we're in the middle of the year, we can still start planning. It's not too early for 2019. But take a step back and look at what you've planned for 2018. Do you need to alleviate or do you need to accelerate? And now Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. The word for today in the Dancer's Dialect is jazz walks. I recently took a beginning jazz class. I wanted to not focus completely mentally on the steps as opposed to the quality of the steps of the technique. I wanted to focus on lines and my balance and breathing and not have to worry too much about complexity. So I took this beginning jazz class and we worked on pirouettes and on jazz walks. And so with jazz walks, we did them across the floor and going from point A to point B diagonally. What I really appreciated about the teachers that she was very specific, which I think in technical in technical classes, you have to be. That is the whole point of taking a technique class is the specificity. Ooh, I like that word. <laughs> I've only used that a couple times. I like that the specificity of the steps are very clear. And it reminded me of communication styles and how much I appreciate when people are clear. So we were very clear on getting from point A to point B, the level that we were supposed to be at, how our foot was supposed to be pointed, whether we were in parallel or turned out where we were in what points of the step we were supposed to be parallel and turned out what not to do what to do. And I'm very much for improv and freestyle and freedom. However, in classes like this, I love clear direction. I love correction because it just helps you to get better. And so I always go in with that mindset with these technical classes. And even in a beginning class, I don't take a lot of beginning classes like I used to. But when I do take them, I am very intentional about what it is I want to focus on. And I was before too, but it's it's just taken a different perspective for me now, now that I've uh, been dancing for a little while since getting back into it after 20 years. And so this jazz class with the jazz walks, I, it just reminded me again, I love when people are clear when they communicate. I love when people are clear when they are asking you for something. And it, it reminds me that I need to do the same. And so when my communication is muddled, or <laughs> I'm not clear, and then and I think the thing for me too is is the pet peeve of mine when things are not clear, but the expectation that you're supposed to interpret things are supposed to be clear, like you're supposed to automatically understand and read someone's mind that I don't like. <laughs> so you know, tell me, you know, I don't know, I can't read your mind. So tell me what it is that you want me to do, or tell me what it is that you're trying to communicate. And things are a lot smoother, just like in jazz walks, when 
it was clear what level we were supposed to be at, not to be bouncy, what direction we were going. It just made the process so much smoother and we could focus on the important things of doing that technical step. So getting from point A to point B, whether in communication, whether you are teaching a dance class, you're choreographing a show or a piece for a project, be clear in your communication. Be clear about the direction. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? Distractions, multitasking, thinking about too many things at one time. We are all guilty of it, right? (laughs) It just happens. And I had to remind myself of that because I locked my keys, left my keys in the car twice this month, two times in one month where the auto club had to come out and get the keys for me. The first time was in the middle console. And I thought, oh boy, what did I just do as I was searching my pockets? And then (laughs) the second time I left them in the trunk as I was trying to fix the bags in my trunk and this little container thing that I have for bags. And again, my same reaction, oh no, what did I just do? I was thinking too much, too distracted, whatever it was. And so now, now that I've done this twice in one month, I've reminded myself with prompts to slow down and the word keys. So it's interesting how you can do things like this to remind yourself, it could be words, it could be actions, it could be imagery, and how important these little hacks are in helping you get through the day in helping you to remember to not lock your keys in the car. So the cool thing about this is it's forced me to slow down. It's forced me to not rush around. It's forced me to take my time a little bit more. So I find myself it's interesting. And I feel it physically too, where Okay, keys. And my mind was racing with all the things that I think that I need to do that I think that are so important, like right at this minute. And so just even that simple word keys in the car, I have them in my hand, or they're in my they're going in my purse as I'm walking out. And so I love that, not that it happened, but that it's given me a different perspective, a different approach to slowing down. I think that's the most important thing, a different approach to slowing down and reminding myself to focus on one thing at a time. So hopefully this has not happened to you where you've locked your keys in your car twice (laughs) in a month within weeks, very short amount of time. But I think it's important to slow down, first of all, and that whatever you need to do, whatever hacks that you need to do to remind yourself to slow down or to take things a little bit of a reduced speed, I think will prevent stuff like this from happening to you. So anyway, and also having an auto club membership, very helpful. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Rejection. Even the sound of that word phonetically is not the most pleasant thing to hear. When you think of the word rejection, you don't think of happiness or in the case of this podcast episode, rejoicing, the reasons to rejoice in rejection. It just doesn't seem to go together, right? Years ago, I would have believed that, that what is the good thing coming out of being rejected? That's like saying you're not valuable, you're not worthy (laughs) and wallowing in that. 
However, the funny thing, and the really cool thing is that I've experienced more rejection in the last couple years getting back into dance after this long hiatus than I ever have. However, because I've chosen to change my perspective on these experiences, my life is so much more enriched. Now, is it perfect? No, it's never perfect. I'm always going to say that it's never perfect. I'm always going to go back to the fact that it's never going to be perfect. And so the reasons to rejoice in rejection, I thought, oh my goodness, how would I have ever come to this if I didn't allow myself to go through these experiences of, for example, submitting recently in the last month or so for a choreography grant for women over 40. With, and uh, this was the first time I think they offered it. And I didn't get chosen. So I got rejected, right? That's basically what happened. I wasn't chosen. I got rejected. However, I don't feel the way that I would have felt years ago, because I've chosen to change my mindset about the whole rejection process or the rejection experience. experience. So I want to share five reasons to rejoice in rejection. Number one, it challenges you to ask yourself the question, what does this make possible? One of my favorite questions. So what does it make possible when you get rejected? Well, it gives you an opportunity to have something else be a yes, because this particular situation was a no, it was not meant to be at this particular time. So before rejection would have been devastating. Oh my goodness, what is wrong with me? Why didn't they choose me? <laughs> These different things that I've submitted for, that I've auditioned for, that I've gotten no's, it just made possible the next thing that's supposed to be coming that might be a yes. And if it's not a yes, then there's something else. So it challenges you to ask, what does this make possible? Number two, when things aren't perfect, which most of the time they aren't, imperfection doesn't bother you as much. So when things don't go my way, I'm not so devastated about it when I'm not picked for something. I'm not so devastated about it as I was years ago. And that is very freeing mentally, physically, emotionally. And I really appreciate that, that I've been able to harness that and really focus on that. And I think you can do the same. Number three, it's not permanent. Rejection is not permanent. Nothing is permanent. And there is a comfort in that, that things, whether ideal or not so ideal, they're not permanent. Number four, rejoicing and rejection gives you resiliency and resolve. It builds your mental mindset. And this is what I found for myself that the more I've gone through this, the more I've allowed myself to get out of my comfort zone and not know the results of things has really built my mindset muscle of this is another experience, another experience to learn from what can I gain from this, asking myself more questions, not in a critical way, but more of it more in an observational awareness way of what could I have done differently? What can I do differently next time? And so it's a really introspective process in a very positive way that I've chosen to approach this and you can do the same. And so I hope you do the same and make this a very productive experience, whether you experience the rejection or not. Number five, and I think this is one of the most important things is it doesn't diminish your value as a person, as a human, as a creative 
artist, as a creative being, which we all are. So it doesn't diminish your value. And I've talked about this a lot, and I will continue talking about it, the value, the gifts, the talents, and all the wonderfulness that you bring already that you already have that you're gifted with, that you that you've developed that you've worked so hard for. (laughs) It doesn't diminish that. One of my previous guests, I love the way she talked about rejection, how differently she looks at it. And she says, it's just, it's not for me. Okay, next. And it, just the way that she talked about it, I'll link her information, her episode, which was, I loved our conversation, Randy Strong in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 172. So if you haven't listened to it, I will have her episode in the show notes. So she was a finalist on So You Think You Can Dance. And now she has her own production company and is choreographing for Olympic ice dance stars and doing all these wonderful things, performing, choreographing, teaching, speaking. And so I loved her whole outlook on rejection and how you process when things don't happen. I love her mindset and approach about when she experiences rejection. So rejoicing and rejection sounds counterintuitive, right? But it's one of the best things that you can do to build your mindset muscle. I really appreciate you joining me today. I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.